a martial arts movie podcast. Ha-ha! I threw that shit before I walked in the room! Featuring drunken Thai boxer, Will. Too bad you will die. The also drunken wrestler, Mark. I said I don't want trouble. And drunken karate master, Zero. You've lost your boss. And now, Paul, 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 I don't come You know, baby. Fists of fail. Again, I have not watched one shot in a very long time. Almost like... As if I've never seen it before. That's how long it's been. And if it weren't for the fact that we did a quick review on that episode, on that movie, uh, I would not know anything about this movie or the setup for this movie. So here comes the sequel. Here comes one more shot. Uh, This is uh, Scott Atkins' newest film. Yeah, new release. Yay, new releases. It's Another one. Bom- Jeez. Being bombarded with new releases right now. January is becoming the dumping ground for action movies, martial mm. arts films. I mean, that's good for us, but because we are trying to put out content and stay up to date with everything that's coming out when we can, it's <laughs> becoming a little much, but... Hey, more content for everybody who listens. So I yeah. guess that's a win, right? <laughs> You're going to be hearing episodes that we recorded forever ago, but just kept on getting pushed back <laughs> because of yeah. new releases. Mm-hmm. Uh, not com- not really a complaint. I'm glad we're getting more content, a lot more you know, action, especially martial arts-related adjacent content that's out there. Um, hey, I'm all for it. I definitely want to see what this movie was all about. Uh, although I will say, I didn't have the highest expectation. If you remember my recollection or uh, my uh, my small two cents on the first movie, because I didn't really remember too much. I just thought it was very forgettable. Um, I didn't have high expectations for this movie. So here we come. Here we are with one more shot. And um, going into the film, I had no idea what even happened in the first movie and i feel like the movie this movie does a pretty vague recap of the first movie it's almost like a required watch to have watched the first one i Um, would disagree with you there i don't think it's actually necessary uh no man he's just he's just a guy that comes in and they have to deal with stuff i mean i watched the first one recently i don't remember everything beat for beat but coming into this i just know that okay well these are characters and they're in this situation now and that's just what it is it helps having that connection to the first movie but i don't personally think it's necessary Mm. there there are moments where it feels like have having watched the first movie it doesn't just feel like these characters just kind of come out blue and that's what it it feels like for me, at least, I just had to kind of rack my brain, like I'm trying to remember what happened in the first movie. But you are right in the fact that you don't have to, you don't have to have watched the first movie in order to appreciate this film. Um, but it, 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 there are moments where I was like, oh, I feel like this is what quite literally taking place right after the first film. So it feels like a continuation. Yeah. So you know, having some sort of uh, reference point would have been nice uh and the movie really just kind of keeps you know, uh moving along like <laughs> speeding along and this is a, it's like don't forget about the first movie uh but there are some callbacks 
in terms of what what transpired in the first film and it's like vague allusions to that film so but that doesn't really matter i guess in the long scheme the grander scheme of things because if you're watching this movie chances are you've already watched the first movie so kind of give that a slide or give it a pass and um i weirdly enjoyed this movie weirdly yeah. enough yeah i it's was surprised. Oh, so, I was by gonna, that. so I was gonna say it's <laughs> so this is a sequel, and I think this is one of those cases where it is a sequel that does what a sequel should do. It because generally, not always generally, but usually you get the bigger budget because the first movie is better. So you can you can take what works in the first movie and you can expand on it. You can make things bigger. You can do things more elaborately, and you raise the stakes. Right. So this is. Kind of like the first movie, but sequelified, literally, because we have the bigger location. We have more of the, the bigger budget. We have more elaborate action. We have more elaborate camera work and then fight scenes. You know, everything that you would want from a sequel. Because the first movie is very much a direct-to-video action film. Mm-hmm. You can see the limitations of what they did, but I think... Uh, director James Nunn does a really good job within those limitations doing the fake one take movie. Yeah. And here, because of the more elaborate location, we are now in an airport, a real airport. The fact that he is taking this camera and taking our actors and taking these characters throughout the many different spots of the airport, I think is just kind of amazing what they were able to plan out. I'm thinking of the technical aspects behind this, the whole, mm-hmm. the the scheduling and just making sure everything is cooperating in order to get this stitched together one take to work from beginning to end. You're 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 saying some buzzwords there that could be <laughs> controversial, like stitched together, fake one one or uh, there are moments in this film that uh, it, I mean. Maybe at the 18-minute mark or the 48-minute mark. Like, who's counting, right? <laughs> like, But there are moments where I, I've noticed where, like, oh, yeah, they could easily have hidden a cut here. Um, but, you know, like, uh, for the most part, yeah, it really does feel pretty smooth and, and, and seamless. And you're, you can totally, like, gloss over that. You don't have to, like, buy that any mind. It's still very impressive for the most part. Um, so that, yeah. that we should mention, though, I guess for people who don't realize it, that the first oh, yeah. movie is supposedly shot in one take. It's not. It's together, but it's pretty seamless. Uh, and if you're if you have an eye for those things, you can spot. Okay, the camera's moving in this direction, or it's whip panning like this. Maybe they hit a cut there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's zooming into a monitor. You know, so on and so forth. Or the, all the things you've seen in stitch in stitch together one takes. That it happens in fight scenes, but this is on a grander level because yeah. it's throughout the whole movie. I think what's really impressive in the sequel is if you're not really looking for it, you're not going to notice oh, yeah. a lot of the a lot of the places where they're going to stitch together the ends, the beginning and the ends of scenes. Mm-hmm. I the first time I watched it, I really didn't want to look because I know that can kind of take me out of it if I'm being so nitpicky. Mm-hmm. And I realized that oh wow, we're we're just going We've just been going on. And besides the obvious moments where the camera is moving outside of a moving moving vehicle, it's like, okay, yeah, obviously 
because of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, besides that, I was just thinking, wow, we've been <laughs> we've been following these characters throughout this airport for so yeah. long. Like I haven't even really realized that there's probably been cuts. Yeah, yeah. You know, and somewhere, it does... somewhere hidden in there. Yeah, it really does help that the story. Well, the the story's not simple, but it's pretty straightforward in terms of like how we get from point A to point B and how the story the the, the story unfolds in a very uh, organic way. Uh, lots of tension, lots of drama. Um, you know, it well, what is the story, right? It's it's about uh, it, one of the characters who is deemed the terrorist from the first movie. I, I, really don't recall the character's name but he is re- returning in this movie and he is aware of a shipment that is being sent to the sent through the airport and what it has a bomb of course it does and there are i guess contra fighters i don't know like there are folks here who are trying to uh, weaponize that bomb but they have to find it first. It's in a shipment container. They don't know where it is. They need to figure out which number it is. And only he, this one guy knows. So Scott Atkins is on a mission to not only protect this one said supposed terrorist, even though he's not, um, and also his pregnant estranged wife. Um, That's really it in a nutshell, but there's a lot of uh, espionage and double crossing that also, no, not a lot, but there's some of that going on in here there as well. Um, yeah, I mean, the idea that we are still not exactly sure if he's a terrorist or not, even after watching this twice, I was still a little <laughs> unsure of that myself. I feel like I might have missed a few lines of dialogue that maybe cleared that up, or maybe maybe not. Maybe it's supposed to feel vague. Yeah. But the character's name is Amin Mansour, played by Walid El Ghadi. And our hero, Scott Atkins, returns. So in the first movie, he was assigned with getting the Mansur character out of this situation where other terrorists were trying to capture this one supposed terrorist, the Mansur guy. And now when the movie starts, they have left that situation. He's kind of dropped them off. And what happens is Scott Atkins immediately for some reason notices men walking by and he's like hmm they look shady let me go beat them up and just jump start the well, whole they, movie they were talking while well, he was he was dropping and he was hearing yeah, them yeah. talking about kidnapping it's like just the word kidnapping he's like oh, oh okay I, I need to attend to that now he was supposed to be paying attention to what his wife said <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. But, you know, but he like, wasn't <laughs> yeah. uh was it bros before hoes uh, uh missions sure. before hoes i don't know <laughs> whatever uh yeah so there's there's all that going on and and i'm the the what i'm trying to circle back to is the fact that there's there's a lot of tension when there's not action there's the story kind of unraveling so it always feels like the movie is moving at a uh moving along it never feels like there's too much i wouldn't say there's no lulls there are moments where there are lulls however it's extremely and incredibly excusable because you can just feel the the actors who are not on screen. They are just in the back getting as much water and electrolytes as possible <laughs> before the next moment that they appear back on camera. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, sure it's totally this is excusable. A, I'm sure this is a crew of many people cycling in and out. I'm sure anybody who is a stunt person is cycling in and out between deaths I believe some of the on-screen fighters also probably did stunts in the background. That's how they're labeled in the credits. 
But um, but yeah, so anytime we get slow points, because obviously there's a lot of action, there's a lot of e- extraction type moments where people are trying to escape. They're getting into these action set pieces, these action scenes, these fights. And anytime things slow down, which they should, we get small character moments or we get things that are moving the plot along appropriately. It never feels like we're dwindling too long on things. We get an understanding of the stakes and there is this constant looming threat that they may get captured or they may get killed. So Scott Atkins, again, he's kind of in an escort mission because that was kind of happening in the first movie here. He's escorting two people now. So it's a sequel two times the escorts (laughs) and we just get that tension of them of him trying to figure out what's going on is he really in cahoots with the people that are killing everybody around them can he protect mansoor and on top of that his pregnant wife because of course she's pregnant and thank god the movie didn't have her go into labor somewhere during the course of this i was expecting a firefight to shoot out she's like oh my water broke and they're like ah not again. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Well, I mean, we did nearly have a moment where Scott Atkins, Scott Atkins had to punch a pregnant lady in the, the stomach. I'm like, <laughs> oh, man, I don't want to see this. Very uncomfortable <laughs> stuff, yeah. Yeah, I'll watch the film. You'll, you'll know what we're talking about. I, I, um, I, I, I had this nagging question in my head, and this is more for you because you, you actually watched the, the first movie recently. I don't I barely remember... What, what did you actually, what was your final verdict in terms of our recent one-shot episode? Because, uh, okay, let, let me back up. I don't remember the first movie because even though I commend it for its effort, I found the movie kind of forgettable. Um, here, it's it doesn't feel that way. And I don't know if you feel the same way. Do you feel like this is a huge step up from the first film? Is it just because of the budget? Or do you think it's just a multitude of different things? Because I'm I'm curious. Like for me, like this this works, whereas the first movie just did not. It was like hmm, it felt gimmicky okay. for me. It was like no, but okay, it's not gimmicky. It, it besides the gimmick, which is oh, it's all one take, right? Um, I was like, well, the story doesn't really get me. Uh, like I I wasn't too enthralled with the action. And I and I just gave it a pass because I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. Like it's a one take. I just have to commend it for what it is. But here's like the movie's just all around overall like much more well done. Um, I was pretty engaged for the most part. Um, there are some snags here and there, but you know, much more solid film. So I don't know. What, what are your thoughts here? Well, I I like the first one. I think the first one is much simpler. They set a story in that environment of them being, you know, ambushed from these terrorists trying to infiltrate the base. And if you think about it, it's so simple because they're trying to escape. Terrorists are encroaching on their position. So they're they're holding down the fort. And how long can that fort be held down? What are the various things they need to do to get support, to escape gunfire, so on and so forth. It's it's so 
I, I, I don't want to say minimal. It's it's just simple, I think. It's just much more simple, or maybe that's why it could have been more forgettable for you. Yeah. I personally I think that's exactly liked it. it. It's a little... I think the director compared the first one. So the first one for him is like Call of Duty, and then this one's a little more Metal Gear. This one's a little oh, okay. more... It's a little understand. slower. Yeah. It's a little more thought out. And I think this integrates those... Like I mentioned before, it integrates those slower moments better with the story. So, um, yeah, I think this one just works because the writing, the way it's thought out and the way it's paced works so well. You have the action, then you have the lulls, you have the dialogue, things ramp up. Um, It can be a little slower because it's not constant barrage of fire firefights Mm. like the first one is. So Mm. I think I think the action in this one is a little more evened out. Yeah, if uh, <laughs> you say that, although I think that's why I, my eyes kind of glazed over the first movie. It became kind of like samey after a while, just like seeing a black well, lots of play. Lots of duck and cover, right? Duck and yeah, cover yeah. over this, shooting over things, blind fire around corners, right? Yeah, this movie kind of rectifies that. It's much more varied. I feel like there's a lot more uh, well variety in terms of the overall action. There's a, there's a, lot, thing, a lot of things going on. A lot more, I mean, again, a hazy memory here but it feels like there's a lot more hand-to-hand combat here i don't remember the much first movie more. having much as much uh, the and, first and movie only has two fights i believe two mm. real exchanges of hand-to-hand and they're quick right um well there's there's one moment where he's infiltrating uh, a little house and it becomes metal gear where he's people are slowly coming at him and he's taking them out then he has one fight in the jail cell. Then he has one fight at the end with the final person. And that's more drawn out. Mm. Here, I think because they found good points in where to stitch together the scenes, yeah. that they they gave appropriate time for the actors to rest so that they can do choreography and not have to do acting, do a lot of movement on screen, and then go into a fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it's great because uh, he has a lot more, a lot more adversary, adversaries uh, this time around that he can go against. Um, he fights Aaron Tony, who is the second. I guess he's like the second bad guy, <laughs> second to to uh, Michael Jai White. He's a mini boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and every time he fights him, it's like, oh wow, this is like really well thought out choreography. And I mean, if it weren't for the fact that I'm. I mean, I'm just going to speculate because for me to definitively say that it's stitched together would maybe a disservice in case it is a oneer. The whole movie is a oneer. I'm just I'm just going to say allegedly a oneer, uh, a stitched together <laughs> movie. It's like what if they what if what if anyways, um it's very impressive because, you know, after like so many minutes, like freaking an hour in, like we we're, we're getting great choreography. I'd say that this is border like the the fight choreography between Scott Atkins and any of the other performers in the in the film, like Aaron Tony, even like Michael Jai White, towards the end of the film, like that, it's the it, in the realm of like a martial arts choreography. Like there's you're seeing a lot of the strikes that you expect in in you know uh, your quote unquote traditional martial arts film, with the caveat that you know, they're tired. <laughs> so they're going to move a little bit yeah. more sluggishly. So like, it's fine. It's excusable. It's a little, I can't say it's not cinematic. It's still really well done, 
but you have to excuse the fact that like oh there isn't the big cam like the perfect angle that the camera's capturing it and you know like the over the, the the hip throw that this guy's going for it wasn't like what didn't have that 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 huge impact like it's fine like you have to you can completely excuse it for the most i'd still say that the choreography is you know like what you expect from a martial arts film so that's why i was like really impressed with this movie i it was not expecting it to be able to capture that element of uh of martial arts into uh, in in this movie i thought it was just gonna be generic action movie like oh slugfest scott Atkins throws a haymaker and the other guy throws a haymaker back or he tackles him and then yeah. whoever gets the gun first wins and then move on right so i do like the choreography in this movie uh, it is a step up from the first one because we get more of it uh it looks a little samey to me but that's not trying to be negative i think i'm saying that because when i look at all the fights kind of back to back to back i i i think i understand the limitations of what they can do with the choreography because there's only so much they can do because they're doing there's i want to say there's maybe three or four major fights in the movie and if you think about it they're all one take fights <laughs> so if you think of a major hollywood production or a bigger budget production one take fights take a long time to stage and set up and choreograph. So the fact that they're doing like four, three or four, yeah. right? Yeah. I understand that they need to scale them down a little bit. So when I'm seeing choreography, I'm when I'm when you see the hands doing exchanges, you're seeing lots of the same blocks a little bit, but then they mix it up with the throws and I think that's where it excels. Mm. And um I really like that Aaron Tony is the reoccurring physical menace he fights yeah, scott sure he fights scott in the beginning or somewhere towards the beginning and he doesn't die i was like oh he didn't die and then he pops up again i was like oh great they're fighting again then he fights him again i was like yes yes but 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 the problem with aaron tony hmm. is we have michael jai white in the movie hmm. and what the hell happened with Michael Jai White? <laughs> How is he second build, and he only has what two scenes? No, <laughs> it's funny you say scene. I'm like, mm, it's just one long scene technically, long but scene. Yeah, sure, yeah. sure. But yeah, he only appears twice in the movie. I even made a comment in my head that like he had enough time to go like on a bathroom break, take a shower, <laughs> <laughs> like go get a donut, <laughs> like dry off, drive exactly, off set exactly, to get yeah. the donut. And come back for the final showdown with uh, Scott Atkins, and of course I was like, because Scott, Mike, because Mike, uh, Michael Jai White was going to be the final fight, I was expecting him to. Oh, and also he, the fact that he's a villain, I was expecting like, okay, how is Scott Atkins going to defeat him? And I was like, I, I kept thinking about the Michael Jai White isms. It's like. You can't show him dying on screen. It's just like it's I probably part of his contract or something. He just he doesn't die, like he's not allowed to. So like of course, yeah, like it's it's something of that caliber. It, it does, I won't exactly say what it is, but it's like uh, okay, it doesn't it doesn't end with like Michael Jai White was defeated. Let's just say you know um, right. There is an element <laughs> that if you if you don't catch on it, 
you, you'll forget, but something that Scott does maybe like halfway through the movie comes back in the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, and that's it. I mean, yeah. I mean, if he was really going to defeat Michael Jai White, he probably should have poured gasoline all over him because they're at the airport. <laughs> yeah. Set him on fire. He could get turned he into a back hell spawn. spawn. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> Well, he doesn't have to be Spawn anymore. He's Blade now. Voicing Blade, yeah, that's Voicing true. Voicing Blade, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, outside of all that, um, yeah, like, so yeah, like my Michael Jai White, he's not really in the movie much. Um, he, so weird. So I don't even weird. know what he is. Is he really like? He's not the. He's not the mastermind, is he? Because he's the he's, mastermind of everything at the airport, I believe. Or uh, he he is the leader of the insurgency at the airport because there is there is somebody else mm-hmm. running things behind the scenes and i don't want to discuss it too much because yeah, that's yeah, kind that's of not. spoiler stuff but there i mean i think this movie was is probably going to do well so they're i think when they wrote it they're like okay one last shot right i mean i think that's uh, pretty much a given so everything mm-hmm. that you can see happening in little subtle dialogue hints, maybe not so subtle, is setting up for a third movie. And mm-hmm. with what happens with Michael Jai White, um, I mean, I hope he comes back. I hope he comes back to annoy Scott Adkins as a hellspawn, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that I enjoy the movie as much as I did. Um, is it perfect? No, but that, that's not the point of this. It's like it's it's entertaining. Uh, it's it has it's definitely strange to me how much better it is than the first movie like I don't think I'll forget this one as much as the first movie did um, so yeah I think overall it's still I would recommend this movie um, there are there are very few complaints I have overall I think the action department was where it surprised me the most and that's where you know action heads will definitely get a kick out of it even martial arts heads like I'd say because I thought this I thought we we're gonna go into this episode thinking like ah oh, the action's fine but like man after watching this I was like holy shit that's some that's a pretty good core they actually choreographed this good good on them um so yeah hopefully hopefully it this movie does do well and I'm hoping the last movie will be more like this movie and not like the first. <laughs> okay. Okay. I mean, I yeah. still I like the first, so I I hope that the if they do a next one, it is still raising the bar, right? Because mm-hmm. this one definitely raises the bar because they increase the size of the location, it becomes more complex in how they're traversing everything in that location, especially with the fights as well. So mm-hmm. I hope that it does get better. Um, yeah, with the fights, do you think that air train fight was real? Man, um, I, I really know. would love because, to know if that's real. Right, because <laughs> it, it just isn't diving not, into it, it moving. It's not a spoiler, spoiler, but there is a yeah. fight that's going to happen on that air train. And the amount of precision and timing that is involved, because the air train is supposedly going from point A to point B. Yeah. And they're fighting on point you know, between point A and point B. In order for that to have lined up perfectly, the fight has to have been mapped out and timed, timed. and exactly yes. when they arrived. And mm-hmm. I want to give them credit and think that it is. It, 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 no, it, it, that it is real. 
that it's not just maybe some green screen effect. I, I was give yeah. Those. I was trying to figure that out. I was trying to look in the background and see if the lights are matching up. That was the only time where I got really nitpicky because I got really excited. Yeah. The fact that they're on a real air train traveling from the airport to another location. I thought that's that's amazing. They're fighting on the train where you really <laughs> shouldn't be jostling around the car like hey, that. So hey, this is a real airport, by the way. I, yeah, I think yeah. we didn't mention this before. Um, this is an actual airport in London, so you know, everything that's opera in operation is real. So like that's probably it's all real air train. Like when it has to be real, right? Because if they're getting off the air train. And he's like, he exits the train. The camera is like following him. It's like, oh, that's the actual platform. There's no trickery there. So like, when the train is moving, it doesn't look doesn't look fake. I can't I can't imagine how they could fake that unless the yeah. train was never moving. <laughs> I don't know. Hard to tell. Hard to tell. I mean, you can be because of the stitched togetherness of this movie. If they planned it right, they could whip pan one location into another location right yeah, yeah. blend mm-hmm. it seamlessly digitally as long as Good. the colors yeah. as long as the levels all look the same they can make because after the air train they go to uh kind of like an abandoned part of the airport and i thought this doesn't look anything like the airport and i'm not even i wasn't even thinking about it though because the transition was so smooth but yeah. now that i'm thinking about it now i was like oh i feel like that could have easily just been um like a, sta- a sound stage that sure. they yeah, maybe. blended mm. to get to get in there, but yeah, I digress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, you you said stitch together. I'm I'm going to say that you 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 did that with with air quotes, okay? Because you guys are listening. <laughs> so again, allegedly, allegedly stitched together. Um, I weirdly would love to see if the, the behind the scenes in this. Um, just know if they if it really was, but I I doubt that they have any footage like that because there's just too many moving parts. There's no. I can't imagine a third crew trying to like observe everything as it's happening. Like just too many uh, possibilities of error going on there. Yeah. But uh, anyways, uh, like I digress. I will say that. Yeah, definitely check the movie out. I really. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the third movie if they have one, if the movie does well enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I enjoyed this. This was so easy to sit through. There's. There's slow points, uh, obviously, but it's feeding you information. So when you're watching it, you're trying to figure out, okay, well, where are we going next? What are we doing now? So nothing feels really extraneous. Maybe you could say, like, oh, well, why did we need to fight here? Why didn't we need to fight here? But because it's an action movie, we kind of need to have those exciting (laughs) moments. And thankfully, towards the end, they start to really give us a lot. I I think they're really fun. It's much different from the first movie. It's a little more stealthy. If you like stealthy mm-hmm. action, then this will be up your alley. It's not mm-hmm. so much yeah. fire reverse. You know, ex- it's not so much an exchange of fire going on between people hiding behind. I don't know, waist high barricades yeah. or something like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, one more shot. One more shot. Yeah. Um, it's. I, I guess I'm glad that I gave this series another chance. <laughs> <laughs> God, is that it? <laughs> <laughs>